podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Um, what would normally be Rodri gigs on football? Unfortunately, Rodri's had a, a family emergency, which he's had to deal with. So uh, it's just me this evening. I did make a few last minute uh, texts and phone calls, see if we could get someone in. But uh, unfortunately, it was just too late notice. Just one of them things, unfortunately. Um, it's probably be a slightly shorter show. Obviously, as always, with the, the one man shows, very dependent on you guys sending me questions and, and whatnot questions and and uh, statements whatever subjects you want to talk about going to focus largely on the wales and england uh world cup squads looking at the world cup ahead and stuff like that some of the other squads uh, as well as a few other bits and pieces from the world of football this week um but just as we do wait for the for the latecomers and the stragglers a little super six update so uh, as the Rodri gig show we um are supporting the super six charity prediction league and uh, me and Rodri are going head to head, and it's been quite close. But uh, there's lots of ex uh, ex Cardiff players and and whatnot taking part. It's been a nuzzy, another busy week with two more rounds in the charity Super Six. Congratulations to Leighton Brennan, who won Saturday's round, and Michael Evans, who won last night's round. But a special mention for the legend that is Cardiff City, ex Cardiff City player, uh, Mr. Cohen Griffin, who's currently fifth for the season. And it's the first of our ex-pros to reach the 200-point mark. And now on to the important stuff. So, uh, Sai, this week, myself, I had 13 points in total. Rodri had 10, which means Rodri leads me by just six points. But you are, uh, I think it's, I'm six, he's 60th, I'm 69th, over 100 players. The next round is at 3 p.m. Saturday. It's the last round before the World Cup. And remember, when the World Cup comes around, the, the uh, predictions are almost daily. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun, a lot of time for me to catch catch up with old Rodders because uh, he's getting a bit cocky for my liking, I think. But there we go. Um, so I think just as we wait for some 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 folks to join us and whatnot, um, I would like to uh, have a look at that. We'll have a look at the England squad first. Um, some interesting, uh, interesting sort of. Uh, names and news for coming from that, I thought, because there was a lot of speculation yesterday and in the last few days that James Madison uh, wouldn't be in the squad, which I found pretty remarkable because actually out of all of those sort of attacking players, wide players, number 10s, whatever you want to call them, like he's been the absolute best in terms of form. And one of the things which I liked about Gareth Southgate when he took over the England job was that he picked on form. Unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, and it is my opinion, unfortunately, as as he's kind of been quite relatively successful in his job and he's and he's moved on, I feel like he has reverted to type a little bit and he's kind of depend, been very dependent on the same players. Obviously, he doesn't pick necessarily on form because I think there's a few 
you know, few players who have been in form and probably have missed out. Um, but which we'll talk about in a second. But the squad uh, on the whole, I thought, was relatively predictable. Few a couple of names in there, like the big ones missing out for me really was Jared Bowen, uh, Ivan Tony, and Tamori from AC Milan. They're the obvious ones. Um, Rashford made it. I think that's probably a good shout. Like Rashford's experienced, but also he's uh, he's returned to form in recent weeks uh, and certainly under Ten Hag this season, he's been very good. Uh, he's also been playing as an num- out and out number nine, so he gives you that bit of gives them that bit of uh, variety, you know, a bit of versatility, which is also excellent. Um, but I think this World Cup more than others will be very dependent or could end up being dependent on player form. So this is why I'm a little bit puzzled. Um, and we'll talk about this a little bit with the Wales squad is, you know, with the Wales um, squad, there's a few players who are carrying knocks, haven't played, things like that. But what Wales have is they don't have the same depth that England do to select from. So for me, apart from Calvin Phillips, because I think Calvin Phillips plays a very specific role. And I think that role, there's not a, really a standout holding midfielder, uh, English thought, sort of holding midfielder who could who could come in instead of him. Um, obviously, you've got like the likes of Declan Rice and stuff in the squad anyway. Um, but for me, the surprise one is like, or maybe it's not a surprise. Like... Harry Maguire has not played for Manchester United, I think maybe two games or something. He's also been out of form for over 18 months. Like, what he has to do to get dropped, I do not know. Like, he he probably should have been dropped by England a while ago, if we're being realistic. Same was um, Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford were, because their form dipped, they weren't playing for their club side, so they were rightly kind of dropped from the squad. Now, the other side of that is Harry Maguire has been in the World Cup squad, uh, the World Cup team of the year and the Euros team of the year for the last two tournaments. Sorry, team of the tournament, um, which is a unique thing because he's the only England player to ever have done that. So from that point of view, he's never let England down at a tournament. In fact, he's not only not let them down, he's actually been one of their standout performers and I can see why Gareth Southgate has stuck with him, shall we say. Whether I agree with it is another thing. Um, the one thing I do think with the with that England team is in defence, um, particularly in the middle of defence, they lack a bit of pace, which is why I thought uh, Tamori might be... I apologise, I've just dropped it on the floor. Uh, I'll have to find that later. That's a bit frustrating. Sorry. Um, yeah, Tamori, for me, was... Um, that's why I felt he might get in the squad because he offers us something a bit different. He's uh, he's obviously he's been in relatively good form. He did have a ropey game against Chelsea, but uh, he's been in good form for AC Milan. He he's got that extra bit of pace. He gives them something different. If especially if they wanted to go three at the back at any point, like Timori, I thought was a good shout for that sort of that pace and that additional uh, central central defender. Um, but you know you've got. You've got um, Stones, you've got Eric Dyer, you've got Luke Shaw can also go in a three. You've got Harry Maguire, you've got obviously Trippier. Connor Cody is a good, decent shout. Ben White is very versatile. 
And then the other name, which was kind of talked about in the media, at least or on Sky, potentially whether he should go or not, was Trent Alexander-Arnold. For me, I didn't think there was any ever a doubt that he was going to go with Chilwell and Reese James out. I just felt like there was no way they were going to not take Alexander-Arnold because all the other options were probably a bit of a risk. Luke Shaw's hit form at the right time is in the squad. And I do think, like, you know, these players who are really informed for their club sides, like, the you know, they're going to be playing the first game in less than 10 days now. So this is a case of kind of like, you know, the players which are in form are probably the players which should be picked. Um, from a midfield point of view, I think it pretty much picks itself. Like, you've got Jude Bellingham. He's a I, first name. Him and Declan Rice, for me, are the first names in that midfield on the team sheet. Um, Mason Mount, no complaints there, I don't think. The, the one which I'm not convinced by, and, you know, maybe similar to, to Chris Gunter in that Welsh squad, is Jordan Henderson. Is he just there for his experience? Is he going to start? Is he going to be able to play, you know, several games in a short space of time? I'm not sure. I haven't been very impressed with his form for Liverpool either. So it's a case of, I don't know, I just think was there a younger, better option? But then if you take him out and you look around that squad, the experience um, and the age does drop drastically. So maybe he's there to provide that bit of extra additional tournament experience. Um, Calvin Phillips, I don't think will actually play unless they get to the you know the very latter stages of the tournament and then obviously he could be a quite an important player for him against the top sides um so I, I get taking him because I don't think there's uh there's no no English holding midfielder in the vein of him which stands out as someone who could have gone instead he's he's not really taking anyone's place for me um no one sticks out in terms of the forwards, You've got James Madison, who I think is outstanding, has been on great form for a very long time, but particularly this season has been excellent for Leicester. <clears throat> I think Phil Foden is all, you know, obvious again. Jack Grealish, whilst I still um not completely convinced by him in terms of he's as good as everyone says, I also I do I accept he's got that game-changing potential, particularly off the bench in the big games. He can, you know, he can do something a bit special, a bit out of nowhere. So you want those players off the bench, particularly again with this sort of weird timing of the tournament. You just don't know who's going to be important. So that'll be very interesting. How many games and how much minutes on the pitch he gets. You've got Harry Kane, I think obviously is the first choice, number nine. Another one I'm not convinced by um, is uh, Bukayo Saka from Arsenal. I know Rodri thinks he's a very good player, but I've just never been really convinced. I've really seen him have a like a really standout game where he's taken the game by the scruff of the neck and and dominated his fullback or whatnot. Um, but I accept for Gareth Southgate, he's also done pretty well. Um, and and this squad feels very safe from Southgate. Um, I've got to say, like he doesn't really. There's no real surprises in there. He's stuck with the tried and tested. Um, and for me, I just think when, you, when you've got a, a pool as deep as what England have to pick from, I believe that 
it's worth taking someone maybe a bit left field because you've got so much to choose from. There's those, there's just lots of young footballers. Jared Bowen, I feel, is he's he must be gutted because I, feel, I really feel that he is someone a bit special. I would have taken him, I would take him over Saka. Um, I don't think, um, I've forgotten his name, the, the lad from Roma can have any complaints. Uh, Tammy Abrahams hasn't been in the best of forms this season. Um, so you're always going to take, you know, Rashford, Kane, Foden, Madison, Sterling. And like Sterling is another one. His, his form for his club has been awful. But as Rodri rightly pointed out last week, he's been playing wing back and, and these weird places for Chelsea. When he goes into England, he knows how Southgate wants him to play. He knows where he wants him to play. You'd expect that front three is going to be Kane, Sterling, probably Saka. Although for me, again, I would I'll go through what I think their best starting eleven is from from this in a minute. Um, there you got Callum Wilson of Newcastle. He's the form striker, been banging it the last few weeks. That's a good selection. I think I felt like. Uh, both England and Wales, you should be looking to take at least one striker who's banging in form at the moment because of the timing of the tournament. And then you've got Marcus Rashford to complete the squad, being in good form this year again. So I felt like that was a pretty much a no-brainer. They gave him a bit of a break and whatnot, but I think he was always going to come in. To me, I think Jared Bowen can count himself as unlucky. I don't think it's outrageous that he's not in the squad. Tamori, I feel, can be a bit hard done by because I think there's Connor Cody, Eric Dyer haven't been in the best of form this year. And then I would take Ben White because of his versatility. And then you're trying Alexander-Arnold. So, yeah, I think there's a there could have been a space for Tamori there, particularly if England do go to a three at certain points um, throughout the tournament. Um, as I say, Calvin Phillips mentioned him. Harry Maguire, I think, is a very, very lucky boy to be in the squad. And I think, you know, that's down to Southgate being loyal to him more than anything else, rather than his form or, you know, maybe his previous performances for England. In terms of the keepers, um, it's an interesting one. Jordan Pickford's the number one. Nick Pope uh, had an absolute mare when he played for England uh, recently, when he had his chance. And Ramsdale, I think, has got to go. So, to me, it was between Pope and um, Henderson. Henderson's been playing week in, week out for Forrest. So, to me, because you know John Pickford's your number one, it comes down to, do you think Nick Pope or Dean Henderson... Who's the better keeper? I think it's very, very close. Uh, I think I believe Dean Henderson's a bit younger. Arguably, you'd say Aaron Ramsdale is probably the number two. So you're picking Pope between Pope and Henderson for that third goalkeeper spot. Personally, I probably would have gone with Henderson, but I fully understand going with Pope. And, you know, maybe Pope is number two as well. So maybe Henderson can be a bit... Um, hard done by, but I don't, again, don't think it's outrageous at all. Um, in terms of what I think is the best 11 from this World Cup squad for England, I think Jordan Pickford, you know, he's picked yourself. Um, I actually think that their best formation would be a 
like a three three five two. So at my three at the back, I'd go. Um, <clears throat> I guess you go. I'm going to try and kind of mix this with like what I think and what I think um, Southgate would do. So so me personally, I would actually go with um, Eric Dyer. But let's say um, Harry Maguire, John Stones, and then Luke Shaw as your three. Um, but you could, you know, you've got Ben White, you've got Connor Cody. There's a few who could slip in there. Then as your, your right fullback or your right wing back, as it would be, um, I'm probably going to put Saka there just because he's, he's got the pace to get up and down and he'll do the defensive job. Left uh, wing back, would I go with Trippier? Um, I think he's uh, excellent. Sorry. And um, so we go Trippier there. Trippier, Trippier, Trippier. They're my central sort of three midfielders. You go in Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden would be my three, I believe. Maybe Mason Mount, but I don't know. And then up top, I would go with Harry Kane plus probably Rashford, but maybe um, maybe you could go with Callum Wilson. The other option is you put um, a, like a Foden or a, or a, um, a Madison as your sort of playing off Kane as like a number 10 or even Sterling again I think there's a few different options which you can go and then you can put you could put Grealish in the middle you could put Mason Mount in there obviously if against the better side you can also put Kelvin Phillips but that would be my sort of my 11 my, my better 11 for England I think um Will says, uh, even in May, my thoughts are both Wales and England squads are pretty much as you'd expect. Although I am surprised England didn't take Ivan Tony. He's a proper striker, in my opinion, and he could have done well. Yeah, and I think um, with Ivan Tony, the, the thing to remember also is that is he is uh, banging form. He's been banging form now for, uh, for a while. He scores goals. He's big, he's strong. And I think it's interesting that he didn't make it and i think jared bowen i think has also got a shout for feeling a little bit aggrieved for not being in that squad he's been in the squad quite often um moving on to wales i think robert page's squad was pretty much as expected um there's one player who i would have taken maybe two but one player i definitely would have taken and probably a second one that i think is a bit unlucky. So I would have taken Ravi Matonda um, instead of, as much as it pains me to say as a Cardiff fan, probably instead of Mark Harris, maybe Sorba Thomas, but I would have taken Ravi Matondo. Um, I also would have taken uh, the lad from Swansea, whose name I cannot remember. Um, it'll come to me. Robinson, no. I don't know, someone tell me in the, in the chat. Um, but we'll have a little look at the uh, look, see at the squad. Um, again, I thought it was pretty, felt like it was pretty much as we expected. 
Um, maybe a couple of slight surprises, but um, I didn't think it was, you know, massively surprising. But we'll have a look. Um, so the keepers, Wayne Hennessy, Forrest, Danny Ward, Adam Davis. The one concern maybe with those goalkeepers is that Hennessy and Ward are just not playing. But um, <clears throat> both have had worldies for for Wales and both have had the odd clanger. Danny Ward was exceptional at the Euros. Uh, Wayne Hennessy most recently was exceptional against the Ukraine. Uh, Nico Williams, fantastic. One of the best young fullbacks in the, in the Premier League. Ben Davis really matured into one of the best central defenders in the in the left-footed central defenders. Um, Joe Morrell, maybe a little bit fortunate, forch, fortunate. No, but I think he's done a look. Sorry, I skipped ahead a bit there. Um, Joe Roden, Ben Kabanga, um, Ben Kabanga. Guys, the other day I'd actually start him. Uh, Roden, you got Chris Meeper at Bournemouth having an excellent season. Ethan Ampadu excellent season i just want to see him in midfield not defense um <clears throat> chris gunter to me look i would why well, want chris gunter to be there in and around the squad 100 percent. but you were telling me that they couldn't have given that place to somebody else whether it was a uh, rabbi matonda or a uh, ollie cooper from swansea and Gunter could have gone as like a, a, a coach or a member of the, the a member of the coaching team. I think he could have a drinks carrier, whatever. Like you know, um, Connor Roberts, okay, Tom Lockyer, Tom Tom Lockyer from Luton Towns having a very good season. And then the midfielders, you've got Aaron Ramsey of Nice, Joe Allen Swansea. We'll discuss Joe Allen in a minute. Harry Wilson, Joe Morrell, Dylan Levitt, Ruben Corwell, Johnny Williams, uh, Matthew Smith. And Sorba Thomas. So, with those midfielders, I think Joe Allen is carrying a massive injury. I think it's difficult because if Wales don't get through the group stage, he probably won't play. But I accept that he's been so important for Wales that he kind of had to go. Um, and I think against the USA, against Iran, there's other team, there's other players who can fill that role and we can still do play the same way, do the same job. Dylan Levitt hasn't had the greatest of seasons for Dundee. We discussed him the other day. Mm, would I have taken an Ali Cooper or Ravi Matonda ahead of him? I very possibly would have because I feel that both of those players offer a bit more off the bench in tight games. Ruben Corwell hasn't really played for Cardiff very much, but again, off the bench, these kind of special players, they're the guys you want. Um, Johnny Williams, I think, I saw a few people saying he, they felt he was quite fortunate to go, but I mean, he had a nightmare where he went to Cardiff for a season or half season, didn't play, didn't play at all. Um, but he's having an excellent season for Swindon. He's been a big part of that dressing room, very well respected by the younger players, trusted by the coaching staff. So why wouldn't you have him in the squad? Wales haven't got the same depth where with England, for every player where you're debating it, you, there's like generally two or three other players you can name who can fill in that spot. There's not that for Wales. So it is different. Um, I think everyone else kind of is not surprised. And then the forwards, um, you know, Gareth Bale, obviously a massive shock. Dan James, massive shock. Kiefer Moore, um, maybe a slight surprise of Mark Harris of Cardiff. 
he is playing more regularly for Cardiff at the moment now, and I think he deserves his place off the bench. But again, Mark Harris versus Ravi Matondo or Oli Cooper, I'm just not sure whether there's just something. Just think they both offer a bit of variety. Like Will has said there, you know, Dylan Levitt, Matt Smith, Joe Morrell, they're all quite similar. So maybe there's an option to take an Arnie Cooper or Ravi Matondo instead of one of those. And I kind of agree with that. A bit of variation, form players. You know, Brennan Johnson, banging form. Daniel James. If Daniel James, right, I said this the other day. Um, I can't remember who to. It might be to Rodri. If Daniel James can find a bit of composure and his finishing boots in this World Cup, he could end up with a golden boot. And people laugh at me when I say that, right? But I don't think people understand how many chances he gets for Wales because of his pace, particularly if he plays up top uh, against Iran or the US. He might play up top off bail and they may do it that way and try and hit him on the break. Like, I think it was the Ukraine game. It was in one of the more recent games. He had like four or five one-on-one chances you know, some of them are more difficult than others. And just a bit of composure in his finishing boots. And he could have been, you know, having a hat-trick. And I just think he is so... People don't realise how quick he is. So quick. Just needs to find his finishing. Um, the biggest injury concern, of course, is Joe Allen. He's named in the squad. Hasn't played for Swansea. He's got an injured hamstring. Doesn't... Uh, Russell Martin, Swansea manager, just confirmed that Joe Allen won't play for them before the World Cup. But Wales think he will be able to play some part in the Qatar. Should he be going is the question. My answer is, is really, like, is there someone who is either playing so well or doing so well that you don't take Joe Allen? And the answer is probably not. There's no one where they're pushing so hard for that place that you're willing to drop Joe Allen. Um, and particularly if Wales gets you know, to the knockout stages, experience of Joe Allen. He's been to a major tournament now a couple of times. He can really push on and, and get things done. Um, obviously, Gareth Bale, is, he's only made a couple of starts for, for LA, but he's played 11 times off the bench. Played pretty regularly, I'm, I, and he always seems to be hit the ground running for Wales. Um, Aaron Ramsey is one where I'm a little bit concerned because he is... He hasn't played and he's struggling for fitness. And he is so vital to the way Wales play. More important to me, in my opinion, than what Bale is to Wales play. You saw that in the Euro 2016 against Portugal. When we took Bellamy, uh, when we took Ramsey and we took uh, Ben Davis out of that side, it, we, we were very, very blunt. We didn't really create a lot against Portugal. Um, and, you know, Gareth Bale played. So I think Ramsey is vital to, to play and how we wish to play. However, if he's not fit for those first couple of games, you've got the likes of, you've got Brennan Johnson, you've got also Johnny Williams, and you've also got Harry Wilson, who's excellent, who can kind of all fulfil that kind of number 10 or attacking midfielder role. But Ramsey's experience, I think, is vital. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to do a couple of little things with the Welsh team. Um, first of all, I'm going to pick my side to play against the US in the first game. So the, in that particular game, I would play a slightly different side to what I would generally play. So um, 
again, similar to like I said with the England team, I would go with the sort of three central defenders. Um, I would go with Wayne Hennessy in goal, just um, obviously may, may depend a little bit on fitness with that. Um, you go Connor Roberts one side and uh, Nico Williams the other side picks itself. I'd have my holding midfielder would be Ethan Ampadu in the middle. My three centre-backs, I'm going uh, Cabango. I'm going Meepham. And I'm going Ben Davis as my three. Nico Williams, Connor Roberts either side. Ampadu as your holding midfielder. Um, and then hopefully if fit, I go with um, Aaron Ramsey. And probably uh, Joe Morale, I guess. Um, that's the one place which I actually feel is up for grabs. If so, if there's um, if there's someone in that squad, whether it's a Ruben Corwell or uh, Dylan Levitt or Matt Thomas or someone who's very you know really performing in training, then get them in the in the world build up to the World Cup. But if we're going on now for this US game, I'm going Morale and produce the holder Morale Ramsey. Then just in front of those two. Um, and with Bale and Daniel James up top to hit him on the break, Bale will just wander about as as and when he wishes to. Um, if we're talking to so say like uh, the England game, I think more likely to line up a bit more traditional. Um, so I'd go with a Connor Roberts right back. Um, I go Nico Williams as your. Uh, left back yeah nico nick sorry nico williams left back my center backs would be uh meepum and uh, see this it makes it different yeah meepum um meepum and ben davis my central then i'd go with two sort of holding midfielders which would be uh ethan ampadil alongside um, Joe Morale, probably. Um, and then you've got three. I'd have three behind the striker. So I'd have number 10 would be uh, Aaron Ramsey. I'd have Kiefer Moore as the out-and-out striker. Gareth Bale, one side. And Daniel James, the other side of Aaron Ramsey. With So I'll go through that again because I think I got a bit confused. Um, so we are going with ba -da -ba -ba. Aaron Ramsey there. There we go. Okay, so for my 11 versus perhaps the bigger teams or the more stronger teams, perceived stronger teams, so like the England game, maybe if there's something on it, hopefully there won't be. Hennessy in goal, Connor Roberts right back, uh, Meepham and Ben Davis at center back, Nico Williams left back. Morel and Ampadu as your holding midfielders. Daniel James right. And Ramsey, number 10. Gareth Bale left with Kiefer Moore up front. Obviously, Wales tend to play with three centre-backs. And as I discussed previously, that's sort of go. But for me, I really want to see Heath, particularly at the start of the tournament, when, you know, things are going to be different and we need to win. Those first two games we need to win. Um, I believe Heath and Joe Allen's not going to be available, most likely. For me... It's imperative that we get Ethan Ampadu in that 
in that central midfield area. The aggression, the energy, the pace that he brings, but he's also good on the ball. So I think it's vital that he is uh, he is in there. But I, I believe he'll be one of the three centre backs. Unfortunately, it's just, but it's, yeah, it's, it's all opinions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting for me. Like the Wales and the World Cup, basically get through the group stage and anything can happen. Um, what I would like to do is I would like to go into that England game having won the first two games, two or three nil. This is the ideal world. Go into that England game and be able to play. A comp- like, I would love to be able to go into that England game and play Danny Ward in goal, play uh, Cabango, play Tom Lockyer, play Chris Gunter. I'd love to be able to give Chris Gunter like a run out, um, Joe Roden, and then in midfield, like give Ruben Corwell and Johnny Williams and um, Harry Wilson, Joe Dylan Levitt, you know, all these guys be able to give them a real, like go and just say to them, just go play. Just go, you're playing England, go play. Um, why not? Or if Joe Allen is kind of returning to fitness in that towards that third game, play him and Johnny Williams as your holders. Harry Wilson as number 10, you know, give Bale a rest, play Corwell, give Daniel James a rest and play Brennan Johnson, Kiefer Moore a rest and play, you know, Mark Harris up top and just completely give all those players some minutes on a pitch because you've already qualified. So what you want to do is you want to have those players, all of them as sharp as possible for when, if they need to come off the bench or they need to play later in the, you know, in the knockout rounds. So you imagine how vital that, that run out for Brennan Johnson would be or Ruben Corwell or Mark Harris, anyone, you know, they may need be needed to take a penalty. They can kick the ball all tournament. It's very difficult to expect them to then come on in extra time or to, 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 take a penalty so i think give if you can go into that england game qualified nice goal difference nothing on it and just give the squad players a run out that'd be amazing amazing i'd be so happy with that would wales do that probably not they probably they maybe do a bit of a mix but that i would love to be able to just name 11 players just off the bat who were just you know just completely the squad, like the squad players, the players who were just weren't going to start. Um, it's going to be an interesting tournament. Um, I, I fancy, if I'm honest, I fancy Holland. Um, I think uh, Holland have got a, a really good chance of winning it if they can get past Wales uh, in the knockout stage. Should they face them? Um, I'd be interested, as always, guys. Drop comments and stuff like that. Let us know social media who you think would be the you know, the teams to look out for. How do you think Wales are going to do? How do you think England are going to do? Um, is there anyone that you think was unlucky not to, not you know, not to not to start or not to get a chance from the uh, the World Cup squads? Anyone who sticks out for you? Was Harry Maguire lucky to go? You know, was Rashford lucky to go? Sancho didn't get a look in. Um, one thing I was going to just, before I wrap up, I wanted to have a look at this uh, Brazil squad. Someone was telling me, uh, this Brazil squad looks amazing. So let's have a look at this Brazil World Cup squad. Final list of 26 players for Brazil. Because um, we know they got some good players in there, but how good are they? You know, because they haven't really got like a Messi or a Ronaldo. I don't rate 
Neymar in that category, despite him being good. So their keepers are Addison of Liverpool, Edison of Man City, Weaverton of Palmeiras. Like two world-class keepers there, both experienced as well. Then you've got defenders, Marquinhos of PSG, Militeo of Real Madrid, Thiago Silva, Danilo, Alex Tellez, Dani Alvarez, Alexandro, uh, Fabinho, Casemiro, okay, yeah, Gamirias of um, Newcastle, Fred, uh, Lucas Pocke, Pocate of uh, Pocate, Pocate of uh, West Ham. You got Ribeiro, Martinelli of Arsenal, Vincius Junior of Real, Neymar, Anthony, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Richarlison of, uh, of Tottenham, Pedro. And Gabriel Jesus. Well, I tell you what, very, very interesting squad. That is a very good squad. Uh, you'd expect them to go far. Some notable names left out of that squad: Roberto Firmino of Liverpool, bang in form. Should he be in that squad? You know, ahead of um, I don't know, like a Richarlison, a Pedro from you know Pedro from Flamingo. Is the Brazilian league like? Is that a better standard than the Premier League? I don't know. You know, Firmino could be in there. Rodrigo of Madrid, maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, then you've got Gabriel of Arsenal. Didn't get a shout. Coutinho, not in the squad. Um, Mateus Cunhoar of uh, Atletico Madrid. Lodi from Forest. Uh, Barbosa. Yeah, there's a few names in that Brazilian squad who didn't make it. Um, I think Coutinho, I think, has got... Um, Flat, uh, some sort of muscular injury. So whether he wasn't fit, I don't know. But it's interesting because that Brazil team looks rocking. Like you know, um, wouldn't fancy playing them. And uh, this is the big difference from the Euros, uh, for, for for particularly for teams like Wales who haven't come up, you know, in that many tournaments of this stature. Is team like the teams you play. You know, you've got Brazil, just wall to wall, just superstars. You've got Portugal, uh, Portugal, Poland, Belgium, Germany, Argentina. Um, and then you've you know, you've got like the US, I've got players like Polish sick, and like you cannot underestimate anyone. Everyone is there on merit. And um if any team, you know, not just Wales, England, like if any team underestimates their opponents they can get shocked really can um i will be fascinated to see how this world cup goes because it's like the world cup which no one wants no one likes everyone's pissed off by the time of it everyone's annoyed by it everyone you know the human rights issues the the rules the homophobia all the different things that have riled people up like it's not popular so it is going to be fascinating. Um, what's the group of death this year, this time around? Um, group A, Group E: Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, Japan. No, I expect those two to go through. Belgium, Canada. No, I'm trying to find. There's always a group of death. That's a pretty good one. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroons. Difficult group. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. Uh, there's not like an out and out group of death, I don't think. Um, all the groups look pretty tricky. France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. No, I think 
the most difficult group to me looks like Brazil's group, actually. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Um, evening, Matthew. And, uh, yeah, uh, like, so that Brazil squad is uh, is really fascinating to me. They've let some left some big names out of that squad. But, uh, yeah, interesting, 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 interesting. Um, who do you think is going to win? How far can Wales get is what I want to know. Where do people realistically think? Can we do a semi-final again like we did in Euro 2016? Have we got the players to do that? You know, um, a lot of my focus this time around is going to be on Gareth Bale, Ronaldo, Messi, because there's every chance that it's going to be their final international tournaments. So they're going to be desperate to to win, to, 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 to go far, to, to put on, to really show what they can do on the big stage. Like, Bale is going to be desperate to do well for Wales. Um, and I just hope that these guys, you know, that some of them, you know, Ronaldo's like 37, 38. I just hope they can they can give us one last show in, you know, like really turn it on one last time, give us some special moments. And I know everyone is, you know, it's not a popular World Cup. We're all a bit turned off by it. But it is a World Cup. From my point of view, and a lot of the people who watch, Wales' point of view, Wales are there. Wales are in a World Cup. Trust us to qualify for this World Cup, but still, you know, Wales are there. Ten day, Less than 10 days, we'll be watching Wales play World Cup football. So, just get behind the team, get behind the boys. Same for England fans and whoever, wherever you're from, you know, just get behind your nation and hopefully we're treated to a, a feast of uh, international football. Um, let me know your opinions of the squads, your predictions for the World Cup, etc. Should we do a sweepstake for the channel like we did with the Euros before? Um, let me know. Uh, for members and patrons, at about mm, 10 past nine, me and myself and Reese are doing uh, the big debate tonight. So don't miss that in about 20 minutes or so. We'll be over on the, on the big debate. I posted the link earlier on the, on the Patreon app. So uh, please check it out. Join us. We're going to be uh, talking some interesting subjects. We have a like, fair play to us. Right? We've talked about some difficult subjects in recent weeks, from gender to um, end of life, like um, assisted suicide. Um, we talked about other stuff as well. I can't remember what it was. But like, there's been so many of these subjects, really tough subjects. And I feel like we've navigated them pretty well. Tonight we're talking about... Um, sex education for children so that's going to be quite an interesting subject to navigate obviously i'm a father of three teenage boys reese is a father of a little boy and a little girl so we're gonna have uh, opposing views i think but we i don't know it'd be interesting it'd be interesting join us 10 plus nine ish um over on the patreon youtube and if you're not signed up already get signed up join the boys keep the channel going um my birthday tomorrow so i'm gonna go and uh, do a, one more podcast tonight and then uh, i'm gonna settle in for the evening have a great night thank you to everyone who joined in and uh, i'll see you all soon take care god bless we're out sports social podcast network